What's this week's Dub for the Detail podcast? I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join the show this week, as ever, everyone's favourite. It's Paul Whiteside. How's your week been, mate? <laughs> everyone's favourite. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been all right, thanks, mate. Yeah, working and what have you, and looking at uh, Dixon, our dog, creating havoc around the house. But no, we're doing all right. Everyone's okay, and uh, looking forward to Friday, mate, after the disappointment of old car in the wet on uh, Sunday. There's a rumour that Dixon likes pizza. Can you confirm or deny this little story? Oh well, there's been another there's been another escapade tonight. Well, last night, you know, like when you when you kids, I always shout and say, "Tea's ready, tea's ready," and you can you can't get them down. They're either on their iPad or they're doing this and the other. And there was a pizza on the side last night. Imogen comes down. Why have I only got half a pizza? Anyway, I thought, well, I've not nicked it. And I never thought. And it turned around that he's in garden with <laughs> in his mouth like. <laughs> well, tonight tonight he's run off with. Um, <laughs> Half a packet of uh, spaghetti, you know the spaghetti strands out of the cupboard, you know the yeah. dry spaghetti. They're all over the house, and he's oh, he's, he's a little sod. I love him though, but he's a little bugger. It's all the fun of the fair when you have dogs. It's that they're, they're all oh, mischievous, aren't they? Oh, he mm. certainly is. Yeah, he's a tea leaf. Anything that's lying around the house, he'll just take it and run off with it. Yeah. <laughs> also, join us on the show. The show undefeated in five years as a junior. We on the rugby field. We found that found out last week, and now top of the prediction league as a senior. We've got uh, Paul Parkin. Uh, how was your prediction uh, result this last week, Paul? Yeah, it must have been okay. I had a brief look before. I'm still top of the league, so I must have done all right. Um, mm. Yeah, a bit surprising, really. I didn't. I didn't really check the results either. So. Uh, I know I got a couple wrong because I, I definitely went with Salford and uh, I went with Warrington and, and both of us got a, a good panning. So um, I'm not that good at predicting, clearly. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's good fun and it's something to keep keep interested. And that reminds me, I'll have to do it tonight for uh, ready for tomorrow. Have you got, have got your yours close to your chest because we don't want to give Paul any any tips. He's in the changing pack, isn't he? Yeah, no, no, no. I put him on about I put it on about midnight when everyone's got a better thing. I've done mine. <laughs> Getting yours in him early, Paul. I don't mind. I'm just waiting. My daddy's not done his yet. He he was top at table for a while, but Parky's overtook him now. I think he's been top all season, but I think Parky overtook him about two or three weeks ago, so he's dropped to third now. So I, I think I'm about there's, there's 25 in that league, isn't there, Paul? I think I'm about 12, so I'm mid table, mid table mediocrity. <laughs> mid table, that's a good place to build from. Paul for, for next season better than last season I was near the bottom last season so I am getting slightly better slightly, <laughs> slightly better um, what did I do I've had uh, a good night actually I went to uh, called Mike's podcast group sort of coordinating with loads of other podcasts for different genres to find out what, what they do and, and if we can take anything from it so that was interesting nice to talk to a lot of them and it helps us uh, get some ideas and, and programs that they use uh, for Aki so it'd be, uh, it'd be good to, to take some advice and, and make this podcast bigger and better yeah definitely I know we've been sort of chatting briefly recently haven't we about a few a few things that we could possibly move on to it's uh, yeah, anything that can, uh, you know, just freshen things up as well. Obviously, you know, we love we love chatting, but you know, get get more people involved or you know whatever, find a new way of of doing things. Yeah, always got to be open. Time's moving on, and uh, you know, even doing this now on on you know via Skype or whatever, 
it'll be all that in 12 months time yeah and we've got obviously 40,000 listeners this year so far Paul so that's it kind of blows your mind really that you know there's there's people out there you know tuning in doing their doing their own thing and uh, you know wearing their ears uh, talking all things over the devils it, it, yeah it does it, it sort of blows my mind a bit that the amount of people who, who listen and, and contribute and that and uh, we must be doing alright because you doubt yourself sometimes don't you think god I bet they're sick of listening to me waffling on <laughs> but no it sounds like people enjoy it and that that's what we do it for don't we for for the enjoyment and to get the message of our our great rugby league club to people so uh, long may it continue yeah so we look back at the the game the games last week uh, we'll have all the big news coming out of the club this week we'll have a white sides world of rugby league and then we'll preview the game against Wigan on Friday uh, so we'll start with uh, the hooky defeat you're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review So, Salford so Devils travelled Hawkins to Rovers on Sunday and went down to defeat 43 points to 16. Paul, uh, talk us through it. Yeah, you know, I thought, I expected us to, to get a result, to be honest with you. After the sort of the week's break we had, I looked at the squad and it was quite a strong squad. And we'd had two good wins against Leeds and, and Castleford in the previous weeks at home. And for one reason or another, we didn't really get going early doors. And, you know, Lachlan Coote got those two tries. And before you know it, you're 18 nil down and, and nothing seemed. To, to be going right for us and we didn't look a threat with the ball to be honest with you I don't think we had to play the ball in their 20 till about 23 minutes into the match so we, we made it we did make a break between Dion Cross and, and Ken Seo and I don't know what they were doing there they overplayed that one they should have scored they made a right porridge of it um, but other than that we, we didn't have any territory not much possession completion rate was pretty poor and we were behind the eight ball really and at 19 points to six at half time I couldn't really see us coming back in the second half and and OK I played well you've got to give them the due they brought Mikey Lewis back and, and Parcel I thought he run the show for them you know around the rook and that we couldn't stop him and he, he caused us all sorts of problems and yeah well, well beaten really Rob yeah, obviously disappointing result, Parker. If you're looking for a, a playoff spot, you've got to go to Hulkyar and win the kind of a team around us. Uh, I know we've we, we've beaten teams around us previously, like the Leeds and, and and Castleford, but you've got to win more than you you lose. And at, the, at this moment, I think we've won two, lost four. Yeah, it's, the the game was was massively disappointing. We went there; they, they've been on the back of some real poor results. Not not even been able to score tries in recent weeks, Hulkyar, and then. They, they just ran ragged against it. They were, I mean, like Paul said, full credit to him. And Parcel was outstanding. Absolutely unbelievable. But it, it probably helped him that, that we didn't have any uh, Andy Ackers either, which was a, a big blow. We could see the difference made around the acting half. It was, it was a huge difference. But for me, I, I thought our forwards were not just disappointing. I thought they weren't even in the game. They were, they were bullied in, in, in attack and defence. Made, we, we couldn't make meets, we couldn't get out of our own half. That's like Paul saying, you know, we, we, you didn't get to play the ball in their 20. So lucky to get out of our own half most of the time. There seem to be, and I don't want to level this kind of thing at the, the lads, it's, it's not what I mean, but not a lack of effort, but it, it just felt like one of them games from the very start that we weren't, not interested in, but we, we weren't up for, we didn't look right. There was something... There was an imbalance in the team. Uh, a kind of the, the kind of performance I'd seen before years back. You know, when, when you know there's something going on behind the scenes. It was one of them. Now I don't think there is. I don't think there was. I think it might have just been a glitch, one a one-off. 
you know, we've got there, we've had to shuffle the pack again, players coming out of the team, the the conditions, I know it's for both teams, but were, were, were dreadful. Um, I think we got punished a little bit as well by the officials. I'm, I'm not I'm not blaming them for the defeat in any shape or form. I just don't think he was a very good official. I mean, their fans were were singing that he was uh, not particularly good at his job, as were ours. So it was, you know, it was it was one of them. I just don't think he let the game flow enough. But no, overall, just not good enough. Not there wasn't a player on that park for me from from the salt point of view who stood out. Perhaps if like when Paul said about that break early on with with Kenny Seo and Cross, he would have scored off that. It may have been a different game. You don't know, but. From that point on, we just we weren't in it at all. And LKR easily deserved the win. Sounds like we weren't tuned in, Paul. Obviously, like Parky said, LKR got the two quick scores and then obviously unravelled a bit. Two sim bins and, uh, yeah, just not a great day. No, I, I know you'll probably tell us about the stats, but for the forwards, I'd like to know how many metres they made because they didn't make many. And that that was the problem. We just got totally beaten up in the pack. And when you're not spending time in your opposition sort of attacking, whatever they call it now, the 20-metre zone or whatever, you're not going to create chances and, and, and score. And, and we just kept handing the initiative back to them. I think there was one where Tim Laffey knocked on. We just we just got the ball back and he coughs the ball up on the second tackle, deep in his own half. They chucked the ball out wide. And I think it was Ryan Hall who went over in the corner, big looping pass, and he goes in and it's 18-0. So you, you're not going to... You can't afford to keep giving an opposition opportunities. And I know Ulkar okay, have been poor. They'd lost a couple of matches. They've been nilled. But they had a few players coming back into the side. They looked a lot more balanced with, with, with Coote in the team. Coote's a good player. Parcells a good player. They had that Lewis coming back as well. And they won the game at a canter, really. And yeah, we were really disappointing. But I think forward-wise, we was poor. Andy Akers pulled out, I think, on the and the captain's run. So, uh, Mia Burrow didn't do any, anything wrong, really. But you do miss miss Akers around the ruck. But, uh, but no, Brody Croft and Mark Snead didn't really get any any sort of platform to, to play their stuff on from, from the forwards. And to be honest with you, Mark Snead didn't have his best game again. He was pretty poor in the, the game at Hull and he was pretty poor against Hull. His kicking game was, wasn't wasn't great. And yeah, I don't know when he goes to Hull, does the, does the crowd get on him a bit? I'm not too sure. But it was one of them. It was a, it was a cauldron atmosphere there and they make it tough for you to play and, and they got the tails up. And I think if you go there, like when you go to Hull, if you go there and, and you're behind the eight ball early doors, it's very hard to turn it round because they get a bit of momentum going and the crowd's really you know, vociferous there if you like and uh, and Tony Smith got his tactics bang on for all care they, they, they played really well yeah like I said two Simbins Tyra Derpery and uh, Harvey Levet in the bin park eh? uh, that's 20 minutes down to 12 men it's a lot of time that against the team that will yeah <laughs> we were discussing off air earlier on Tyler Dupree I, I, I'm still not sure what he's got Simbin for <laughs> he gets physically handled off a whole KR player and somehow gets Simbin for it I'm not I, I don't Again, you know, just one of them baffling decisions which you don't need when you're struggling, especially when he's one of your bigger players as well. In terms of sign, we 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 really lack. Um, but yeah, again, discipline is a is an issue. We got penalised a lot, and the other thing, going back to Paul saying about Lafayette dropping the ball. I mean, the amount of times we dropped it on the first and second mm-hmm. tackle. No respect for the ball at all. Yes, conditions were difficult, but that's that's not an excuse for not holding a ball. And in the first half, I think we were really against the wind. Couldn't tell from where we were in that end, but I think the wind was really strong in our faces, making it difficult anyway to get out of the half. But we've, we've got to do better than that. But overall, I just don't think that there was anything positive came out of the game. I mean, the, the Levette, Simbin, in a, I think he got Simbin for, 
for mouthing off at the referee for a, an incident leading up to one of KR's tries. Whether it is or it isn't, you just got to get on with it. And if there is a complaint to be made, let your captain do it. Let your captain go up and have a word with the referee. But, you know, don't do not do stupid things like that. Not when you're under the cosh. You know, you need we need everybody in the park at the moment. And, and Harvey's a really talented player. We know that. Just just stupid, really. But by that point, I mean, the game had gone. And they would look like they were going to run a train every time they got the ball. And so that, that was the other thing that overall... Considering the way we've been playing recently, the Saints game, Wigan, you know, the Leeds, Cat, defences have been brilliant by us. It was non-existent the other day. Mm. It fell apart. The amount of times it just ran through us, literally ran through without a hand being put on them. That was slightly embarrassing at times. Um, and you can't defend it. Uh, literally can't defend it, clearly. Um, but I'm just hoping it's a one-off. It's a glitch, you know. We've we've been playing really well under a lot of stress with a lot of bodies missing, and maybe this was a game too far. Maybe the week off in between didn't help us. You know, maybe we could have done with just carrying on building, and it give KR a chance to get a few players back. Um, but no, no excuses. You know, we were just well beaten on the day. Yeah, well beaten, Paul. Obviously, playoff chances looking a bit slim, uh, but not fatal at the moment. No, I think what you've got at the moment is a lot of teams that are. Um pushing around that that middle bit. For me, you've got like Wigan Saints who who look really good. I mean, Wigan have got a bit of steel this season, haven't they? I think last season quite a way behind St. Helens, but this season I think they've closed the gap. Huddersfield are playing pretty well as well. You've got Catalans. And then after them, I think Hull, Warrington, Oz, Castleford, the all the signs are okay. They're all much of a muchness really. I mean even you could even count Wakefield in that. I think Wakefield had a really good win at the weekend. And you can see Toulouse picking wins up. So I don't think you can count anybody out yet. Of that, of that top eight. It's about being consistent though and just I'm just thinking back to the tries. I mean, if you look, watch that second half, again, if you watch the highlights, I think there's a lad called Ethan Ryan who runs through. Ben Crooks goes through twice. One of them was a, is a really bad obstruction and I think that's why Harvey Lovett was sending me because it was obstruction. But the way we waved them in for them tries, I mean, that was pathetic defence, some of that. It was... They were just running rings around us and you can't afford to do that. We didn't do that against St. Helens away from That intensity was there. So if you do want to get in that playoffs, you're going to have to start winning matches because teams around us are going to be winning and you've got to take those points off them. But if you can't be consistent and you're going to concede tries like that, you're not going to get there, are you? So it was a shame, really, because it was an ideal opportunity at the weekend with Casket and beat. Mm. Warrington got lamped at home to Leeds as well. So a result for us would have really catapulted us up there. But all's not lost. We've got some... You know, home games coming up now when we need to to make sure we get a result. And then, but defence has got to improve. It's a big test, isn't it, Parker? obviously, you know, you look back at patterns, don't you? And, and the way previous Salford sides have missed out on playoff spots and going to OKR and not win is kind of in that in that genre. So, really, now we need to go somewhere to win where we don't expect. Yeah, and that's going to be difficult. Looking at the, the teams we've got uh, away from home still to come, you know. Mm-hmm. In the magic weekend as well, you know, got Huddersfield. These are games you're looking at going now. It looks it looks difficult. A couple of weeks ago, I might have thought, you know, well, why not? Why can't we? But I don't know. We've got to go headingly, aren't we? A place that we don't win and things like you know. That's I, I know what you're saying. But, and Hulk KR was one of them that really we you target, I suppose, in many ways, especially after what they did to us at our place. Again, we let them get off to a flyer. And couldn't couldn't bring it back, you know. And I, I was I was giddy. I thought if I message you two lads the, the day before, after all the results had come in, and I said, you know, we win tomorrow with joint six, mm-hmm. and it's like win by twenty. Or, if we'd have won by more or less what OKR won by, 
we could have actually had six spots to ourselves. And that you get yourself to that level because you've seen what we can do, what we've achieved in the last few weeks. And then, you know, you, 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 your bubble burst straight away with a performance like that. And then you're looking thinking, oh, God, what, you know, where's the next win coming from? You know, Wigan this week, well, as Paul said, they've got some steel about them. They're playing some really good rugby at the moment. Following that, you know, yeah, we probably have waking. We've got to lose coming up eventually. But you still got Catalan. You know, that's sort of difficult if we, we had any aspirations of making them playoffs. And I think now all the focus has got to be staying out of that bottom bottom two, bottom three. Mm. But Paul Rowe is an experienced coach. Paul coached, you know, some top teams in sort of playoff situations. So he knows how to get his team into a playoff and, and progress. Yeah, I don't think he's ever coached sort of superly around the playoffs. Was it Lee and, and Toronto? Wasn't it? So you're talking sort of championship level. Super League's a different kettle of fish, isn't it, really? But I think just looking at the fixtures coming up, there's some tough ones. I never like, and I say it to you guys, never like looking down the table, but alarm bells started ringing for me really on Sunday because I thought it's going to be tough now. Because if you look at Wakefield, they've had a really good win there. Watch the highlights. They've had 18-6 down. They've come back, showed a bit of steel and beat all 19-18, I think it was. They've got Warrington this weekend at home at Bellevue. That'll be tough for Warrington. Warrington is shocking. Watched their game the other night and I can't put my finger there. The biggest enigma going. So <laughs> that's a massive game, that, for Wakefield. So if Wakefield can turn them over, the next game is then against us. So that game then for us becomes a massive game because you lose that one. Toulouse pick a few wins up. You're down in the bottom two with Toulouse. We've got to go over there. So the picture can change week by week, can't it? One week you're aiming for the playoffs. The next week, everyone is that close at the bottom end of the table. We've just got to make sure we keep our heads above water. So this weekend against Wigan is, is a massive game. I mean, Wigan are a tough side to beat, but we've got to go out there and give it our all. If we can nick a win there, then you start pulling away again, don't you? So um, it's exciting. I mean, it's, it's a great league to be in because of how close things are, but we just don't want it too close for comfort where we're going to get dragged into to that bottom bit again. So there's an awful lot of work to be done. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be negative and say, well, we're going to get relegated, but we've still got a lot of work to do to sort of keep, keep away from that. Yep. Looking at stats, top tacklers, Alex Gerrard, 19, Tyra Derpery, 21, Callum Watkins, 33, Elijah Taylor, 44, Amir Burra, 41, and Dion Cross, 34. So, players putting a shift in park here. Yeah, Dion Cross doing 30. He must have some traffic down his side. A lot of tackles for him. Elijah Taylor, again, you expect him. He's in the middle. That's what he's going to do. He did, he did miss a couple on Sunday, Elijah, which were... <laughs> Which was sloppy, um, but he looked again. He looks shot. He looks absolutely shattered. You know, there's no chance of him having a rest, is there? Because we've got nobody to bring in. Ah. That's a you know, a couple of players getting in the forties in tackles. It just shows how little ball we actually had, and and, and the fact we were on the back foot for for virtually the full eight. Yeah, so you, you've got to put them tackles in. But again, Callum Watkins, another another good stint in in defence. But you're going to do that if you're not going forward, and, and that's the next bit that you, the next set of stats that are going to be. Uh, I'm very keen to look at, and we'll do it now, Parker. The uh, top meeting makers we've got are Tyler Derpery with 75, Tim Lafayne with 97, Joel Burgess 127, Danny Addy with 86, and Dion Cross with 151. So does that does that answer your questions, Parker? Well, not really. The, the backs, the three backs that you just named there, mm. none of our forwards made more than what 70 meters. No, I mean that's in 80 minutes. That's just appalling. It's not, not even, there's no defence for that at all. Our front row, well, our, our props were just bullied, absolutely bullied. 
Every time we got the ball, they were hit by two or three OKR players. We went nowhere. The strange thing was we didn't really switch tactic either. I think we just kept trying the same thing that wasn't working, uh, which was disappointing. But, you know, like I say, I, I am I am a little bit down at the moment, but we, we've just got to look forward and just hope it was a one-off and maybe the players have had a look at themselves now and, you know, tried freshening up during the week change a few things and I don't know we've just got to look forward to Friday now one of the players were on 65 and the rest were below 40 Paul so that kind of shows you that we weren't making metres against OKR no completely bullied in, in the forwards and I mean they've not got the biggest pack in the world have they they're not a, a pack that's full of world class superstars are they so I mean credit to them they work really hard and, and, and play well but You've got some big men in there, Jack Armouride, Alex Gerrard, big lads. You've got to work harder. You need to to, to put it in. Harvey Lovett's in there as well. I mean, Callum Watkins, it's not a bad pack that we've got. All right, we're, we're a bit lower numbers, but there's, there's players in there with the experience and the size. So you've got to expect an improvement against Wigan, I think. I mean, it, it was a poor display. I think it was a really poor display at OKR. I'm not taking anything away from them at all, but that, that was disappointing. I wasn't expecting a 40-odd point hammering. And it could be more than that, to be honest with you. I think they bombed a few chances. But we were never, never in that match. And, you know, if, we, if we're to make this, this playoffs, we've got to start winning games. If we carry on playing like that, we're going to wind up getting relegated. So, you, you've got to, we've got to step up. We really have got to step up this week. And it's going to be difficult against Wigan because, you know, they've got, they've got a big pack of forwards. You know, like Sir Liam Farrell in there, the fantastic work engine he's got. And some of the other lads in there as well, the, the, the big and mobile and... They like to throw the ball about as well, don't they? Obviously, we'll come on to that in the preview. But, uh, but yeah, worrying, really, that, that performance in the pack. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports. Man of the matches, Heather Robinson, we need forwards. Burgess, Colin Reynolds, we're so inconsistent. Burgess, Rick Andrew, investment needed urgently. Burgess, Parker, and old Paul Rowley often talks about uh, trying to get new players in, but it is difficult in the situation we're in. It, it is, it is. When this, you know, the cupboard's bare, what, what do you do? The, the worrying... The worrying thing is, it doesn't look like any of our injuries are anywhere near coming back. Mm. And when I look at it, to be fair, I'm thinking, well, we know that, you know, that King won't be back this year, but other than that, who have any great size or bolt that would make a massive difference to us is actually missing? Mm. You know, that that's a concern. Um, there is, I mean, there's another way of looking at it, and I, I don't know where, you know, you, you obviously can't find money from anywhere. You know, it's the same in every household at the moment, never mind a rugby club. But for me, if if results do go against us in the next few weeks, it's not a case of we can't afford to bring players in. It's more of a case of you can't afford not to. Mm. That's the problem you're going to get yourselves in. And I don't know the answer. I haven't got the answer. I'm sure Paul King would love the answer. Paul Rowley would. Ian Blees, you know, we'd all... We'd love a little windfall somewhere. You know, if one of us could uh, just get them, you know, numbers on the lottery. It's going to be tough. It's, it, I don't know what the answer is, but at the moment, we might need, you know, players to come in because, like I said, that pack just wasn't good enough the other day. And we are going to meet teams with bigger packs, stronger packs. Um, I think our back line is a, it can be as good on its day as anybody's. But if you've not got the ball in the, in the opponent's half, it's a, it's a complete waste of talent. So, um Yes, investment needed, but where do you get it from? That's the problem. I have no doubt investment will come because we've got home games, Super League pay, uh, you know, give the teams money in instalments through the season. So the, the money will come, Paul. It's, it's just a matter of 
obviously decided when to, to, to splash the cash for to get the, the maximum result. Yeah, another thing is, are the players going to be available? Who's mm. going to let the players go in the middle of the season? So you, you've got to have um, got to have targets, haven't you? And people there ready to come in. So it's all right having the money. But yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult for all teams, isn't it? But, you know, we, we know that situation. But, you know, nobody questioned the squad when we beat Leeds and Cass. It's only when you start losing matches where people start to say, oh, well, the money's a bit tight and that. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not criticising the attitude of the players. I mean, it would be unfair for me to say that. But there was a different attitude, I thought, a different demeanour about them on Sunday at OK. And I'm not sure what. I can't put my finger on it. But, you know, we'd all like to have a few more players, wouldn't we? I mean, you're not going to see James Greenwood again this season. I don't think you're going to see King Bunny Iowa again this season. Dan Sargent looks like he's out this season as well. And they're the only ones at the top of my head I can think of at the moment. But, you know, we've, we should have enough there. You can ream that side off from from, from Sunday and there should be enough there in our, our first team to, to be competing at this level. We've already proved that this season. You know, with the run of games we were on before we played all kind of the Wigan and Saints performances were outstanding. And obviously we won the two games against Cass and Leeds. I know there's probably players struggling. Um, if you're talking about players who are playing with painkilling injections and, and this, that and the other and they're playing through the pain barrier, it is tough. It's a tough ask every week. And whether that's what Paul Rowley was alluding to in his press conference, I'm not too sure. But we could, you know, there's always a time where you could do with players. And hopefully if we can, I think... You two mentioned it before off air when we were talking about 2018 when we were in dire need of of um, of numbers really and we brought Jackson Asins and Joey Lussick in and effectively those two kept us in the Super League really didn't it? without them I think we would have uh, we would have been good night at Vienna wouldn't it so um, so yeah hopefully if we can get some investment then uh, then that would help definitely so big thanks for your three word uh, match reports and man of the matches and we'll just put that that defeat behind us and move on let's talk about the other game that happened last week uh, I went to Lee Rub Union Club uh, to watch the mixed ability uh, team play Lee. It was part of the Lee Festival that took part over the weekend in Lee. There was a beer festival there, there was music, there was rides, there was games. Me, me, my son had a, played a game called Whack the Rat. Have you have you ever heard that? Um, is it the one where something pops up and you have to whack it with an hammer? Something Basically, like that. Basically, yeah. There's a yeah, stuffed rat and on a drain pipe and he, you know, he drops the, the rat through the drain pipe and you have to sort of hit the rat against the wall and keep it there to win a prize. So, my son, what fans said ago, I thought, just said, just try and hit the rat. Just can't make it simple for him. So, uh, it, you know, the guy said, are you ready? So he says, yeah. And he, and he drops the rat. And he just sort of opens his body like prime Andrew Flint off and cracks the rat between me and the guy running the, running the, running the ride just between us and goes for four. I looked at the guy running the ride, looked at my son and was like, no, press it against, don't hit it. It was pretty funny at the time. Didn't win the prize at the end of the day, but it's just disappointing. But talking about the game, very exciting. So for Devils won. 60 points to 30. It's a great atmosphere, I thought. You know, in the crowd that was there, everyone was supporting everyone. Really, really good. You know, they'd score, everyone cheered. We'd score, everyone cheer. Uh, it's kind of what sort of rugby league is all about. There was no tactics, there was no building pressure. And I think like when you know we talk about it, and we watch uh, sort of you know you know the men's game and the women's game. You get caught up in that pack. You don't get caught up in all the all the sort of like let's build pressure, let's like try to let's force something. When really rugby league should be just enjoyed, shouldn't it? Yeah, very much. So it's good to hear. It sounds. Sounds like uh, sounds like a good day, really. Point score as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Take take the. I mean, this is the thing that I get with uh, when I watch, the, you know, juniors play these days and stuff. And 
he seemed to get it's a lot more technical and tactical than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, you know, when I first started playing, you played for fun. You played because you enjoyed it. You know, your mum and dad had come down and watch you and you know, you ran about with a ball or whatever. And then as you got older you started to learn a little bit more and, and take it a little bit more seriously. But that's that's what it needs. It needs to be enjoyed. And if you enjoy the game, you'll you'll get into it more. You don't need the pressure of somebody shouting at you every two seconds or get here, do this, do that. Just just go and enjoy yourself. Uh, that's that's what rugby league should be about. And uh, it was great to work. It sounds like a, it sounds like it was a decent day. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was kind of a mixed ability. So people wearing sort of vests uh, was was tap, and then people weren't weren't wearing vests was full tap, full contact. So it was like a weird kind of mixture of someone getting tapped and the next tackle, big crunching tackle, which you kind of had to get used to. But it was it was really really good. You know, people that kind of stood out for me. A couple of lads stood out for me. Sean Robinson, right? Here's a story for you. Never kicked a goal in his life. Decided that he'd uh, he'd have a goal um, at the match and kick six from six, Paul, <laughs> which is which is like you know fairy tale stuff. It's like the new Steve Blakely, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's the stuff. Uh, yeah, that's quality. Steve Blakely, Chris Charles. Yeah, in between. Yeah, that's great. Uh, like you said, it, from the pictures we've seen, what we've uh, been sent to us from the last few weeks, from the the festivals, and uh, it, it looks like they're having a great time, doesn't it? And and that's what it's all about, you know, particularly at that level. It's not all about the win. It's about you know the keeping fit and the playing in a team and the enjoyment of that and the sort of camaraderie that you can have and the friends that you can make as well. So um, I think it's tremendous that. But yeah, to kick six from six, that's that's not a bad going. That yeah, Mark Sneed, watch out. <laughs> I tell you what, they weren't under all under the post either. It was he was kicking from all over the show parky. So it kind of shows that he's he was uh, you know he's, he loves it and he and he can kick goals too. Yeah, he's got. I mean, I don't know what it is because I know Demi in the in, in the ladies team can yeah. can boot the ball as well. We've got some good goal kickers at the club now. Mm. We all know Sneedy's qualities, although the the one he attempted uh, on Sunday uh, when he ended up on his backside wasn't too clever. But no, brilliant. He's great. He's great to great to earn these. You know, he's. I don't, I don't know the, the backgrounds of these these lads playing, and you know, and hopefully girls as well getting getting more and more involved. But. I, as long as if they're new to the game and they're coming into it and they're enjoying it, you know that's that's the future of the game. That you know they're going to bring people along and hopefully you know expand our name as a, as a club and, and and get it out there to, to what we're doing and what we're offering now. Mm. And and like we've we've said it nearly every week, but for the last you know two years where the club has changed so much off the park, you know away from away from what the first team do, and this is just another example of it. It's another arm and it, it's brilliant to see. Yeah, talk about being new to the game, Paul. Uh, Jake Forbes saw an advert on, I presume, Facebook, um, asking to if you, you know, for players for the, I think it was the, the PDR team, uh, and he decided that he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So him and his dad went down to a couple of training sessions and and enjoyed it, and then decided to play against Lee. And Jake Forbes, what a player! I see him; he's only been playing, you know, not very long, couple of weeks. So yeah, he can catch pigeons. This kid scored twice. First try, someone shipped it. He went round the winger, come to the fullback, stepped the fullback, and ran in for forty meters. No one laid a glove on him. It was unbelievable. And then the second try, 
was a bit like, you know, when Martin Afai used to kind of sort of zigzag across the field until he found a gap and he'd go. He did one of them, ran from 50, nobody touched him. I was like, I thought, where's this kid come from? It was unreal. So, yeah, you know, fantastic. And he, and he said he really enjoyed it as well. And I suppose it's special, obviously, you know, playing with his dad. It's a, it's a special moment, that really. Yeah, of course it is. And, and yeah, and you see the talent of some of these lads and, and ladies as well. So, uh, no, they're not just doing it for the enjoyment. They, well, they are, but they're doing it because they've got a bit of talent as well and good luck to them. That that sounds amazing. That and yeah, I'm just I was just when you were saying that, then I was just imagining Martin. I think it was that try scored at Wembley when he went yeah. round um, fullback. Who was it? It was Alan Tate when he went round. I was just thinking of that then, so it must have been special that to watch. But no, it sounds sounds really good, and I'm, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. And hopefully, there's there's more of these festivals, you know, to 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 go out for the rest of the season because I know they all enjoyed Hull, didn't they? A few weeks ago, there was over there in Hull. And uh, they are getting about, aren't they? But that that is all part of the day as well. You know, they're, they're travelling together. Some of them, all the fun that they're going to have as well. They make a big day of it, and um, I think it's I think it's absolutely tremendous. When one of the real highlights of the season, this has been. So uh, long may it continue. And, and like we said, you both said there, it's spreading the name of the club. It's getting people involved in the club, and it's getting our name out there, and it's doing good in the community as well. And I think that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, Heather Robinson was the coach, and uh, Laura. Ben was the kind of water carrier from the, for, you know, for the ladies and I was like you know when you half recognise and I thought is it her but I was too sort of nervous to go over just in case she wasn't parking because that would have been a bit embarrassing if it wasn't her yeah you don't want to be making mistakes like that dude, before you start saying somebody's name but yeah, uh, yeah no I mean they're doing a great job aren't they giving up the time to, 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 to do all this nobody you know nobody makes them do anything they show out the, you know the goodness of their art and he's, he's brilliant to see and you know, without without people like them, and it's always been the same in, in rugby league. We wouldn't have a game, you know, from from playing amateur and you know right the way through. The people who give up all their time to to make sure that you have a bit of fun, you know, it's tremendous. And that's what rugby league's about, and that's why it has always been that family that family thing. And uh, yeah, no, and you know, we can only thank them for for their effort. Yeah, I'll just have a quick run through the the team: uh, Ben Blood, Keith Blood. Uh, James Walker, Lee Forbes, Jake Forbes, Gaz Scott, Sean Robinson, Joshua Thompson, Dylan Kelly, Jordan, is it Bolan, Tony O'Malley and James Wright with a Salford team that day. So, yeah, good win. 60 points to 30 away at Lee. And congratulations on, on the big win. And uh, hopefully we'll be, be seeing more action uh, to come. So that's all the uh, reports of the matches this week. And we'll look forward now uh, to see what's happening in the world of Soul Red Devils. So we'll start with Friday. Armed Forces Day. Club have put out an advertisement trying to tempt uh, people in the Armed Forces to come and watch the match. Uh, Paul, hopefully, uh, they'll get a good intake uh, after the successes of the schools in the last few weeks ago. Yeah, it's another um, another good thing to do, isn't it? I mean, it was with, with the schools and what the people that got involved with that. I think it put the club in a good light and everybody enjoyed themselves. And this is another part of society, isn't it? You know, people who who work in the armed forces were you know whatever level that may be you know these are people who are doing a very very important job and, and deserve the recognition don't they and if they can come down to Salford and enjoy themselves I'm all for that so hopefully we'll we'll see them down there on, on Friday night and uh, you know it's going to be another another good night isn't it another big game against the the, the challenge cup winners and you've just won the cup there and in a big name that the Wigan is I mean every time you play Wigan it's no matter what it's, it's a massive game isn't it you know the, the history and heritage of their club so uh, 
so I'm looking forward to Friday. Hopefully the weather stays good and uh, everyone enjoys themselves. I'm sure there's a lot of events going on before the, the match as well. So, uh, you know, it should be a really enjoyable night. You've got some uh, special guests coming down, Parker. The 103rd Regiment Artillery with the, he says, the light gun, which I presume means the big gun. Four Battalion, the Duke of Lancaster Regiment. Uh, 611 Squadron Royal Auxiliary Air Force under one Battalion Royal Electrical and Mechanical Engineers with a vehicle. Uh, Royal Navy is there as well. Uh, so there's lots of, uh, like you say, that it's a good still like they've got a good turnout. Yeah, very much so. I'm glad they're doing this. I think uh, I think the veterans are a, a part of society to get forgotten far too easily. You know, once you come out of, I've got lots of mates who are, who are ex forces, uh, and uh, you know. He, there is a struggle when they come out adjusting to life and I don't think there's a lot a lot of help out there at times and uh, it's just a great way of you know saying thanks I think for, for, for the service you know some of these people who have been and seen some things that we'll never you know never want to see so yeah good way of you know paying them back a bit of a reward uh, yeah I hope, I hope it's you know it gets taken up really well be interesting to see kind of weapon outside the uh, house. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think you might need it sometimes around there but uh, no it's um, it, it should be good it should be good fun hope, like Paul said hope the weather can can hold off I know it's been a bit hit and miss so you know especially with the kids and they can interact with it you know the, the soldiers and that kind of thing it should be a, it should be a decent night yeah Father's Day is coming up Paul Red Devils Whiskey is being pushed by the club Ideal Gift um, I don't think I've ever seen you drink any any whiskey sort of a drink would that be something on your radar I'm not really a big drinker anymore mate to be honest eh? I used to be if I do a beer me mate I, I don't really drink shorts and things like that I like a, a pint of bitter uh, <laughs> or a lager or whatever I'm not really a, a shorts man to be honest with you I had a bad experience with um, a bottle of navy rum when I was about 18 so it, it put me <laughs> off uh, put me off shorts for, for life mate but uh, sounds good though sounds good yeah, it's. Uh, I know we know Park is off the juice. I'll take a bottle of whiskey for for fifty quid. You know, I'll drink anything though, Parker. Yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it advertised. Been doing it all year, haven't they? Because I know they're a, a sponsor of Super League, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's a good a good thing. Promotional bottle as well. So you're not going to get you know you're not going to get another one. It's something you can keep as well. Mm. Um, yeah, decent decent gift. Um, Sadly, I have no one to no one to buy it for. But oh, oh man, tears welling up here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, good. I've, I have seen it, and I know I know people who've bought them previously as well. So um, yeah, no, decent, decent, you like that kind of thing. So it's a jump from bucket hat to fifty quid bottle of whiskey, Parker, to ask the listeners for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, wait on me that one wasted. Yeah. I do know someone within this house that would like it, but I'm not going there. No. <laughs> uh, other news. Uh, Morgan Escaray uh, has been picked for the French squad who will face Wales in international. Uh, Paul, you know, it's great. Obviously, you know, he's played for Soul Red Devils. He's in the French squad. Um, you know, it, hopefully he'll get a game and he'll show his talent off. Yeah, certainly. You know, he's a tricky player, is Morgan Escaray. And, uh, you know, I'm not so sure who, who Paul Rowe is going to pick this this Friday, whether it be him or Ryan Bryle. I don't think he's, he's let us down, really, when he's been in the side. You know, he's one of those players that he's very, very exciting to watch. I mean, I don't know whether we mentioned it but the other week. I was watching the game back against was it against Cass when he hides behind the post. Yeah. <laughs> and the commentators were saying he's playing hide and seek. And I just, it just made me laugh. 
But uh, he's that sort of player. You know, he's real jack in the box and all you know, the stuff that he does. So, uh, so yeah, he'll be an acquisition to the French side. There's no doubt about that. And uh, that should be a good game. That against against Wales. I know. Yeah. I know Wales coaches is John Keir, isn't it? I think he's just got the witness job. I believe. I think he starts after the international uh, break. So, uh, so that should be it. Should be a good game. I'm sure Morgan won't let France down. Yeah, last week, Parky, we talked about two of our development squad uh, playing in the European Championships at the end of the season for Wales and England. Uh, obviously, Morgan Esri will be looking to, to get a spot in that World Cup at the end of the season. Yeah, very much so. He's, he's not had much chance, has he, this year to impress, but he's obviously done enough to, to get a call up because, you know, a French team now with the players have got to lose as well as Catalan and, you know, they've, they've got plenty to choose from. So that, that's great. I, I've not seen a, I've not seen a Welsh squad. I don't know if anybody else has seen it. Whether, obviously, Reese Williams and any other... Mm. You know, I don't know if we've got any more these days. I, we used to have quite a few. But, um, yeah, it'd be a good game, that. It will be a good game. Uh, I, I hope he gets, you know, gets his chance. I know, I think when he played against England, was it earlier year, last year? He played on the wing, didn't he, Morgan, for France? Which he's, I don't really think he's... Is an ideal position for him. But, uh, yeah, the French have got a bit of competition now, so it's good to see him in there. And hopefully, like you say, he can, he can keep himself fit and get picked for the for the World Cup. I'm going to quick flick through the Welsh Twitter, but they're playing England. I think the ladies play in England, so they're more concerned about that at the moment. I think the Welsh, uh, to give us a, a Welsh uh, squad. But we'll we'll wait and see if uh, Williams can can get in that in that, in that that squad. Other news, talking about ladies' uh, game, the Salford and Swinton girls rugby their next session is on the 14th rabbit hills obviously really exciting things happening uh, down there uh, paul obviously you know with our uh, ladies going great guns in the league you know they're creating heroes for these uh, these kids and gives an opportunity to to, to you know play develop uh, and hopefully you know a pathway uh, in the next few years oh yeah definitely definitely that, that's what every club needs don't you know what i mean a pathway at whatever level you're at uh, whatever gender you're at, so uh, so I'm sure that that that's what the the club are after, and yeah, they've just got to continue the good work. You know, you've got your your people who have been the pioneers this season, really, and I th- I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of girls and ladies out there who, who want to follow in the footsteps. So uh, I'm sure they will do definitely because they've, they've set the bar now, haven't they, and set the example. And you know, it's been it's been a tremendous ride so far, and I'm sure uh, it's going to continue. Yeah, it's exciting times, obviously, in the in the area. Uh, Paul, obviously, you know, these girls probably in, in sort of historically never really got the opportunity to play rugby league. So to, to have uh, this, uh, you know, training session on uh, and, the, and the girls sort of playing, uh, you know, in the championship and, and playing well, um, you know, it's, it's a bright future. Yeah, sorry, I'm just, I'm just watching uh, uh, Lancashire. Cricket, oh. yeah. Cricket. Yeah, it's, 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 and like you say, now, like Paul said there, now that our ladies team has sort of set a platform um, and, and laid out a, a, a pathway for for the girls. I'm sure more and more girls will get get encouraged to play, seeing what what the you know the, the, the ladies team are doing. And uh, again, like you say, you know, just, just more for the community uh, getting involved. Because again, I, I've never really thought about it this way, but when you look at the sporting landscape. Uh, for 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 females, I don't think there is a lot, especially in in areas like this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, you see, sort of when you watch the Olympics, you might see them play hockey or something like that. I don't know too many hockey teams in Salford. You know what I mean? It's that. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a chance for for that that again that fitness side of things as well. And and you know every, everybody's really you know keen on that these days. So it's um no, it's, it's great. And it, again, more people 
putting their time in, volunteering to do to do this. And um, you know, we know we obviously know a few a few that are involved, don't we? And, and full credit to them. But uh, yeah, we're just getting it. Getting a message out in the community again. We ask for our players to be keep switched on, Parker. I need you to keep switched on this podcast, yeah? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yorkshire. He's, he's, he's too good. <laughs> uh, other, other news, um, Paul. The club announced a, uh, a new thing, 150 club. Um, which is a kind of a, 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 a sort of a, a thing within the club that you can pay £150 to join uh, and get lots of great stuff uh, for it. Obviously, we, we talk about Paul Rowley's woes, not getting players in, uh, but things like this will help. Yeah, yeah, they, they certainly will. I'm sorry, you just repeat that question to me. Oh, you watching the cricket really. as well? No, I was, just, I was just thinking about something. What are you thinking about? Job, one of my jobs tomorrow. Oh, right. oh, what was that again? Sorry, sorry. Miles. The club have announced uh, this new sorry, um, yeah, yeah. 150 club yeah. where you pay yeah. £150 uh, and you get access to lots of great stuff. Um, obviously, we'll help put funds back in the club. My apologies, Rob. It's like being at school. Listen, I wasn't. I wasn't listening at the back. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that uh, the other day, and uh, I was reading about that. And you know, times are uh, pretty tough at the moment for people, aren't they? I mean, with um, you know, cost of living and things like that. So it's going to be difficult for people. But I suppose it's a, it's a good it's a good incentive, isn't it? And I mean, it was good a few years ago with the squad bill. The people, you know, got into that, didn't they? And, and did that. So, so yeah. Any, any initiative like that's good, but it, like I said, it is difficult finding the money. And when it when it is tight, I'm sure there'll be people out there who've got a bit that they can they can put in. And uh, yeah, it seems good. What I was reading about, it seems good. I think you can interview a player, can't you, and go to yep. training and things like that. Some really good prizes, isn't there? So uh, amongst the few that I read about, so uh, no, it sounds good. And um, yeah, you know, fair play to the clubs who come up with these initiatives. Sorry, what did you miss? Missed all that? What did you say then, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> You need to listen. <laughs> you need to listen. Switch on. <laughs> yeah, things that are happening. Uh, you can get. There's supposed to be a tunnel uh, wall, and you can get your name, uh, presumably, on the players' tunnel as they walk out, which will be exciting. Poster of the uh, 2022 uh, squad, which is also very exciting because obviously Parker talking about posters of uh, of teams we went through a phase where we never never really had one. So to get an opportunity to get another one is a, you got to jump at that, aren't you? Yeah, like about the. Uh, Cast game the other week when they were giving out them them things to the kids where they had you know pictures of the first team and the, and, and the ladies team and everything else profiles on the inside, it was brilliant to see the kids loved it. You know what I mean? It's something you got, you keep, like you say, on your wall or whatever you do. With it. We we did get away from that. I know there's an expense involved, uh, obviously. So you're always looking for a sponsor to 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 sponsor something like that to to you know to make it happen. But then could you use that sponsorship money? somewhere else you know that's always a bit of an issue but yeah no it is good to see it's a, it is a great initiative i remember um back in 2003 when we first set up forever reds and one of the ideas was a, a thousand club mm. where you could if, if you know you could get a thousand have a thousand people to put 100 quid in or people to put a thousand pound in you know what i mean and you think of the money that it's a simple idea if people have got the money at the moment it's probably couldn't come at a worse time, I don't think. Um, there are people out there who, who will find it, you know, no no problem at all and would have given it the club anyway, in, in like saying a squad builder or whatever else, you know, sponsor a try and everything else you do throughout the year. It's, you know, it may just have to replace other things, but um, no, it's great. And, and like you say, the club give you something back for it. But most of the time, if you've got that, 
let's be honest, if we had 150 quid going spare, we'd give it him anyway. It wouldn't that's not you know, it's not a question. I don't want anything in return. I just want my club and my club to do well. Um so yeah, it's a good it is a good initiative and, and hopefully, you know, we, we can we can all get involved in some way and uh, and raise much needed funds for, for next season and, and, and onwards. Um but yeah, I mean let's not forget it does celebrate, you know, the hundred and fifty uh, years of the club. That's it. Big year next year, a very, very big year for us. Um uh, and something that does need celebrating. Yeah, uh, you can also have a kicking masterclass, uh, passing challenges, get involved in training, uh, pitches, uh, training. You can put the kit out, leave insp- inspirational messages to, to players in the in the dressing room, interview players. Paul carried a ball onto the pitch, um, upgrade to the 1873 club and lots and lots more. Yeah, and I think if you're a support those are the sort of prizes that that you you want to be involved with, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, getting involved with the club and going behind the scenes. I think as kids growing up, they're the sort of little things you dream of, aren't they? I mean, I remember at the Willows going into the the change rooms once to have a mooch about before a game, and it was a long time ago. God, I was only about, I was only like knee high or something, so I must have been about five. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long time ago, and, and things like that stick with you, don't they? You remember stuff like that, and. Um, that's what it's all about. So yeah, I think that's off to the club there. They've come up with some some really good ideas. And just echoing what Parky said, they've got it. It's a blast from the past that that thousand club. I've still got my badge from that. I remember joining that with my dad. The one thousand club. I've still got my badge in the drawer. So uh, so yeah, little things like that I think make you feel that look a bit more, you know, part of the of the club. I mean, I don't think we've got like a supporters association anymore, have we? It's more the uh, the supporters trust that we have now. But all those little sort of clubs and 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 things that are part of the club, I. I think the the they're special and they make you feel uh, feel a part of it. Yeah. So get yourselves involved in that uh, and enjoy all the good stuff that that uh, that they've got and I'm sure they'll be adding to it uh, as the weeks and months goes on. So that's all the big news that's come out of the club this week and now we'll have a look what's going in on in the world of rugby league with white size world of rugby league. <laughs> Here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report and life outside Super League, any other business and uh, whatever else you want to call it. So here we go, we'll start off with the National Conference Leagues. A couple of results from the weekend just gone. Rochdale Mayfield were beaten at home in the Premier Division. They were trailing 18-6 at the break. They battled back in the second half but were beating 18 points to 12 at home to Wathbrow Hornets. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers 2, West Bowling 32. And in Division 3, there's a big Oldham derby between Oldham St. Anne's and Waterhead Warriors. The Warriors come out on top. They won that by 42 points to 22. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 11th of June, the Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield at home to Lee Minor Rangers. Division 1, Hull Dockers face Saddleworth Rangers. Division 3, it's Batley Boys against Oldham St. Anne's and Waterhead Warriors face Drillington. Turn our attention to the North West Men's League. It was the trophy at the weekend. It's gone Saturday the 4th of June. Salford City Roosters progressed. They beat Wollstone Rovers A by 62 points to 14. In Division 4, South and East, Waterhead Warriors A 20, Higginshaw 12. Fixtures for this week. These games are all going to be played on Saturday the 11th of June. Division 1, it's Askham against Berry Broncos. Folly Lane against Ulverston. Division 2, Roos Pioneers are at home to Caddy's Rhinos. West Horton Lions face Wigan Springview. Division 4, South 
and East is Burtonwood Chargers against Waterhead Warriors A. Burtonwood Bridge face Langworthy Reds. And in Division 5, it's Tameside Knights at home to the Bolton Mets. There was a ladies game in the Women's President Cup that was played at Lee Minor Rangers last Wednesday. England students 34, the UK Armed Forces 6. That leaves the table. After that, those couple of games, England University's top played 2-1-2. UK Armed Forces played 2-1-1, lost one. And the Great Britain teachers played 2, lost 2. We're moving on to Women's Rugby League. In the Women's Super League, Group 2, Wakefield Trinity 10, Bradford Bulls 28. That was a Saturday game. On Sunday, in the Women's Super League, Group 1, Huddersfield Giants 18, Wigan Warriors 30, York City Knights 24, Leeds Rhinos 10. In the Women's Super League, Group 2, Barrow Raiders 40, Lee Minor Rangers 6. And the Women's Super League South, it was Golden Ferns 24, London Broncos 54, Oxford Cavaliers 6, Army Rugby League 44. The forthcoming fixtures for the women's on Sunday, the 12th of June. It's Bradford Bulls against Casford Tigers. Featherston Rovers at home to Wakefield Trinity and Lee Minor Rangers play Barrow Raiders. Well, in the youth, Northwest Youth Leagues, there wasn't many. Uh, in fact, there was no results at the weekend just gone. The fixtures for this weekend coming up, these games are on Sunday, the 12th of June. In the under-18s Division 1, Crossfields at home to Saddleworth Rangers. In the under-16s Division 1, it's South Trafford Raiders at home to Rochdale Mayfield and West Hort and Lions face Folly Lane. Division 2 of the under-16s, Saddleworth are at home to Thato Heath Crusaders. And Division 3 of the under-16s, it's Pilkington Rex against Salford City Roosters. We're moving across to Australia. Now, apologies last week. I said it was the uh, state of origin last Wednesday. Well, I got that wrong. It's this Wednesday, actually, the, the first state of origin between Queensland and New South Wales the results from round 13 of the NRL last weekend has gone it was Canberra Raiders 22 Sydney Roosters 16 Gold Coast Titans 6 North Queensland 32 Penrith Panthers 30 Canterbury Bulldogs 18 and Manly Seagulls 44 New Zealand Warriors 12 the fixtures for this week round 14 Friday the 10th of June North Queensland Cowboys face St George Illawarra on Saturday the 11th of June there's a couple of sky fixtures it's Sydney Roosters against Melbourne Storm at half past 8 Brisbane Broncos against Canberra Raiders at 10.35 there's an earlier game as well which is not on the TV that's Gold Coast Titans against South Sydney Rabbitohs on Sunday the 12th of June West Tigers face Manly Seagulls Newcastle Knights are home to Penrith Panthers and the television game at quarter past nine is New Zealand Warriors against Cronulla Sharks so Penrith are still top of the table they've won 12 from 13 Melbourne are second with nine wins from 13 then it's North Queensland Cowboys Brisbane Parramatta Cronulla Sharks Sydney Roosters and Sydney Rabbitohs make up the uh, playoff places well, moving back to the UK, it was uh, Super League round 14 at the weekend just gone. Casford Tigers 12, Wigan 32 was a Saturday game. Friday night, Catalan Dragons 14, Huddersfield 22. Big result that for Huddersfield Giants, especially after the uh, Challenge Cup final to go away to France and, and win over there. Good result for them. Hull KR 43, Salford 16. Toulouse 14, St Helens 28. Wakefield 19, Hull FC 18. Hull FC led that game 18 points to 6 at half-time. Wakefield storming back in the second half. Tries from Hall on 69 minutes and it was Lee Gaskell in the last minute of the game, 79th minute. Mason Lino kicked three goals and then Jacob Miller dropping a goal in the 84th minute, the fourth minute of Golden Point extra time to win the match for Wakefield, 19 points to 18. Warrington Wolves were thumped on Friday night home to Leeds Rhinos by 40 points to four. In the championship round 14, Barrow 44, Widnes 4, Batley Bulldogs 46, Workington Town 0, Dewsbury Rams 18, Whitehaven 26, Leith 36, Halifax Panthers 0, Newcastle Thunder 18, Sheffield Eagles 31 and York 
Rock City Knights 36, London Broncos 34. Barrow Raiders beating Widnes Vikings. Widnes are in all sorts of problems at the moment. They're in the bottom, down the bottom end of the table. They've just appointed a new coach this week, though. John Keir will take over shortly as Widnes' uh, coach. The veteran uh, John Keir has won the Challenge Cup twice with Hull FC and uh, Sheffield Eagles. He knows the game inside out. See if he can uh, resurrect Widnes' fortunes. Betfred League 1, round 10. Cornwall 20, London Scholars 24. Doncaster 36, Hunslet 6. Midlands Hurricanes 56, West Wales 12. Big result for Keithley. They won away from home against uh, in a top-of-the-table class against North Wales Crusaders by 56 points to 12. Good crowd there as well at that game. Oldham 8, Swinton Lions 16. So that leaves the league table in Betfred League 1. Keithley a top, nine wins from nine. North Wales Crusaders a second with eight wins from nine. Then it's Swinton Lions, Rochdale Hornets, Doncaster and Hunslet who make up the playoff places in the championship. Lee Centurion stay top. Well, they're not top, actually. There was a game, there was a game Monday night Featherstone Rovers beat um, Bradford Bulls, sorry. So Featherstone have leapfrogged them and gone top. But it's Liam Featherstone, top of the tail at the moment. And York City Knights, Batley Bulldogs, Halifax and Barrow make up the playoff places. The fixtures for this week, then. Uh, Super League, Friday night, Huddersfield face Leeds at 7.45. Salford play Wigan Warriors, 8 o'clock. There's a Super League fixture at tea time on Saturday between Catalan Dragons and Hull FC. Betfred League 1 on Saturday is West Wales Raiders against London Scholars. The rest of the games are Sunday, Betfred Super League, St. Helens against Hull KR, Toulouse against Castleford Tigers, Wakefield against Warrington. In the Betfred Championship, Batley Bulldogs at home to Newcastle Thunder. Dewsbury Rams face London Broncos. Sheffield Eagles play Bradford Bulls. Whitehaven against Halifax. Witness against York City Knights and a Cumbrian Derby between Workington Town and Barrow. That's a two o'clock kickoff. The Betfred League one on Sunday is Cornwall against Keithley Cougars. That's an hour league gap at one o'clock. Hunslet face North Wales Crusaders. Oldham are at home to Midlands Hurricanes. And Swint Lions face Rochdale Hornets at half past four. There's one fixture on Monday the 13th of June. That's on Premier Sports at 7.45. And it's Lee Centurions against the Featherstone Rovers. That should be an absolute cracker. That's all I've got for you this week. Take care, have a good week. And I'll see you on Friday night for Salford against Wigan Warriors in the Super League. That was Whiteside's World of Rugby League, and now we'll look forward to all the big games coming up this weekend. It's time for the Devil of the Details. Big Man Preview. So we'll start uh, with the reserves, Parker. Uh, they are away at Leeds on Friday. Shevington uh, playing at 7pm kickoff. Obviously, Danny Barton's men, it's going to be a tough challenge. Leeds Rhinos are famed for having a uh, sort of a very good sort of academy. So they'll probably try and blood them in this reserve. So you're hoping, uh, obviously, Danny Barton can can work his magic there and, uh, and get a result. Yeah, massive task, isn't it? Uh, Leeds, like you say, that over the last 20 years or so, have just it's a conveyor belt they bring through young players, and they do get the the pick of you know the players mainly you know from from Yorkshire, you know the best the best young players. Um, it'd be a massive test for our lads, massive. Um, but again, you know, if you're going to improve, you've got to play against these teams because one day, you know, some of these lads in our reserves will be meeting these lads in a first team game. You know, that's that's the way you've got to look at it. Uh, and it's a good benchmark. I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, 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 I hate thinking that we can't win games, but I wouldn't put us down for a win away at Leeds with their youth system and everything else at the stage that we're at at the moment. Mm. You know, I'm very much a development team. Um, but it is a good challenge, you know, and, and you get to see 
how other teams do it, how, how Leeds will operate, you know, and what goes on there that's, that's different. You might see something in a player that you can take away from it. Um, massive, massive challenge, you know. It's a shame, it's a, again, a Friday night when, you know, we've got a game and I, I, th- I think the Rugby League need to look at these fixtures a little bit, to be honest, to try and make it a bit easier for teams. But, um, no, good luck to the lads, you know. It will be a massive challenge and there'll be, you know, other games to come where, you know, they'll learn something from this that they can take forward. Um, but yeah, good good luck to, to Danny and his lads. It's uh, it's going to be a tough place to go. Like Parky said, Paul, tough place to go, Leeds. But development team, always learning. You know, if if he can, obviously, might cause an upset. If if they go to Leeds and win, that'd be a big result. Yeah, he's he's a learning process isn't it at the moment I mean we've not had the reserve side for that long like like Parker said Leeds have, have been a conveyor belt over the years not just for, for their own sort of system I think if you if you go around and look around Super League Championship League 1 over the last 15-20 years you've got a lot of players who've come through that system at Leeds I mean we've had quite a few have come to solve but haven't we so uh, so yeah it's um it's going to be tough for them, but you know you've got to challenge yourself, haven't you? And, and, and those players in the reserves will love a challenge, and you know whatever the result is, the result is. But uh, I'm sure Danny Bart will have them fired up, and they'll, they'll give a good account of themselves, definitely. Yeah, the ladies are at home. Uh, they place they place Stanley uh, this week. Uh, Parker Stanley are third in the league. They've won two, lost one. Uh, they beat Dewsbury. Uh, they beat Hull and they lost Nara uh, to Hull KR. So it'll be a tough uh, challenge for Chris Bates, ladies. Yeah, yeah, another one. Um, and obviously, it's the chance to bounce back, isn't it, after the, the loss last time out? The other girls are still kind of licking the wounds a little bit on that one and a bit of dented pride, perhaps. But uh, we, we've already seen how good they are. You know, we, we know if we can get all the bodies back on the park, We'll have a great chance at home again, you know, a few, few comforts perhaps. Yeah, I hope, uh, I, hope, I hope we get down there actually on, on Sunday afternoon, I think, and uh, and catch them. Uh, it should be, should be a cracker, like you say. They've got off to a good start to the season. So hopefully, you know, like you say, the girls can get a few few bodies back in there because I know they, obviously they were missing a couple of weeks ago. But I, I think they'll be doubly determined after what happened, you know, like you say, getting that first defeat. That'll have hurt them. I hope on Sunday somebody's on the receiving end of it. Yeah, they're playing at Lord Street, Caddy's Ed, uh, postcode is M445EH, uh, 2 pm kickoff. Paul, obviously, top of the table uh, brings pressure, doesn't it? And obviously, after last week's uh, sort of defeat, opportunity to, to, to obviously bounce back. Chris Bates, I think, spoke to us last week, didn't he? And talked about other teams in the division hoping that defeat was the, was the wheels falling off. Uh, but I don't think it was. I don't think it is. The way that he was talking and, and you know, what we've seen on sort of social media, we're, we're ready to kick on again. Yeah, I can't think of any teams in any sport that go that have gone unbeaten forever. So teams lose, don't they? That's part of life. It's part of sport. So it's about how you react from that. And they always say, don't they? You can learn a lot more in defeat than the victory. I don't know who come up with that conundrum, but it's, it's probably true. You, you do, don't you? Learn a bit about yourselves, and you, you learn to improve on things. And sometimes it's up the backside that you need as well. I think we spoke about it last week, didn't we? We were saying about, you know, when we watched the first team before now when they've been on decent runs, you've got beat. It's just give you that perk up that you need to, to go on. So, yeah, I'm expecting a reaction from them. There's nothing, you know, I think in in sport, when you do get beat, I think it can make you hungrier sometimes, can't it, to improve and you can't wait for that, that game the week after to put things right. I mean, I know that as a supporter, I'm sure you guys do. When you go and watch Salford and you get a big thumping, 
yeah, you might feel a bit upset for an hour or two after the game, but then you can't wait to get there next week and do your little tiny bit of cheering the team on to, to winning. I think that's what sport's all about. So um, I think you'll see a good reaction this week. Yeah, I and mean, obviously being top of the table, uh, Parker gives them that taste of, of being sort of the 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 the, the top team. When obviously they talk of going into Super League, if they make it, if they get promoted, uh, intense levels going to be there each and every week. So gives the girls opportunity to sort of play in that kind of zone, ready for the Super League uh, promised land when it does come. Yeah, and being top of the league, obviously it comes with its own sort of pressures, but everybody's there to knock you off. Mm. You're the and that's that's the pressure you need if you are going to go up. You know, we, we are going to eventually be, be a Super League side. Um, you, you need to be ready every single week because that's the intensity of the game. And, and, and at one point, it'll flip and you'll be the team that's trying to beat Saints or Leeds or, you know, Castle, York, one of the, you know, one of the better teams. Um, so at the moment, yeah, this, this, this is a good place to be. You want to be top of the league. Of course you do. Uh, and everyone coming after you. But you've got to be at the top of your game every single week. Um, uh, you know, on any slight glitch, or you know, as we found out last uh, a fortnight ago with with a few injuries, you know that that's tough to do. But uh, I'm sure this week, they've, you know, I'm sure the last two weeks, knowing what the girls are like, they've trained, they've trained hard for this one. And I hope, like Chris said last week, oh, a couple of them have given themselves a bit of time off, yeah. <laughs> not themselves into the ground. Uh, but yeah, it should be a should be a good game. Should be a really good game. And hopefully, like I say, I'm going to try and get down there and. Uh, just thought the weather weather holds off and uh, yeah, and our girls can win and extend the lead. Yeah, uh, the men are in action on Friday. They face Wigan at home, uh, Paul. Obviously, after last week's defeat, opportunity to put uh, that behind us and uh, win. Yeah, it's easier said than done. We've only beaten five times at home in the Super League era, yeah. so it's it's not a game we always win. But those five have all been really memorable games, haven't they? Um, I think when you beat Wigan, it's something that, that sticks in your memory, and you can you can think back at all five of them games and think of the incidents that happened in them. So, so yeah, it's a big, massive challenge. You know, Wigan have got some super players, haven't they? You look at the pack, and you know, it's a Jai Field and Bevan French who've been playing really. Liam Marshall, some of the tries they've scored this season, they're a real team, aren't they? And I think their coach deserves a lot of credit as well. That Matty Pete, I think he's come in and not been like a household name, but he's come in and and put his own stamp on the team and gain the respect of the players. And he's got them Wigan players playing, you know, as good as I've seen them in the last few years. So they're a real threat to, to go and do the double this season. So I don't think they're going to take it lightly. I think they're chasing St. Helens and they're going to be a real tough prospect for us. But just looking at Salford's performance, I think, you know, there's no question we, we seem to play better at the AJ Bell Stadium, don't we? We seem to raise our game there. You know, we've played well, really well last two home games. You've got another sort of carnival atmosphere coming up Friday night with the um, the Armed Forces personnel being there. It should be a special night. And I, th- I think the players will rise to that. So I think it'll be a good game. I, I really do. I think it'll be an open attacking game. And let's hope our pack can do a lot better than did last week because we'll need to do against a strong Wigan pack. Yeah. Uh, two things, Parker. Wigan Warriors won the Challenge Cup. They beat Cass last week. This week, obviously, we're hoping for a dip. Because obviously you can't sort of run at uh, under a mile an hour every week, especially after the emotion of winning a cup. Yeah, you stole me thunder there. That was that was my point. Um, <laughs> they, they managed to get themselves up and ready again for last for the cast game. Mm. At some point, that cup final and and the celebrations or whatever might just have an effect. Uh, I know Matt, Matty Pete was delighted with them last week, wasn't he? Because of backing up that effort after having a week of celebrate, and he let them celebrate. He said that he said you know. You've won the cup. Let's, you know, 
there's none of this. Oh, it's back to business. It was, you know, enjoy yourselves. We've got a game next week, but we'll worry about that then. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they did okay against Cass. Um, although Cass looked like they did against us, where they started like a house on fire and and just let the game slip away from them. And we're going to obviously be too strong in the end. Um, it, it's going to be horrendously tough for us. You look at that Wigan team, and it's it's good. It's very good. Like Paul just said, there, this is the this is probably the best I've seen Wigan play in a, in a, a number of years. Certainly, mm. you know, during the Adrian Lamb period, they were very great defensively, unreal. But going attacking wise, they were a bit flat. Still, they they grind you down eventually because they had better players than you. That that was basically it. But overall, they weren't they weren't entertaining. And now, like. You've got these strike players all over the park. Harry Smith's in great form at the moment for him at, at, at Scrum Half, a, a guy who's he's had to work hard to get to where he's at at the moment. When he first came on the scene, I think wasn't too sure about him, but he looks he looks like he's starting to become the real deal, and that's a test for Snead and and Croft at, at half backs to keep them quiet. They've still got Tommy Lulawai doing the business for him, you know, and and then like Paul said, that pack of theirs he's massive. And that's that's going to be our real problem. I think our backline is is you know is good enough to compete and and, and hold theirs, but it, with our forwards have really got to step up. Hopefully, you know, like I say, we get Andy Ackers back in there. Hopefully, it'll, it'll give us that little bit of a boost. But that that's where the that's where the competition is, and it's time that, that them lads stood up. And it is a home game, you know, so we we've got to make the most of these if we're going to do anything this year. Um, but for me. Following last week, as much as I want to win, and obviously you always want to beat Wigan, that's not that's nothing new. But it's a performance I want to see. Performance. I want to put it in. I want to see him. You know, I don't want to see him roll over and let Wigan, you know, t- tickle the belly because that's not that's not what we've seen from Salford over the previous month. Um, I want to see him get stuck in and give him a real go. And if we do come out the wrong end of the result. At least make people go, you know, because we're on the box, Ali, and people can watch it and go, do you know what? They're not actually a bad side, Salford. Um, and do ourselves a bit of credit because we, we owe that to ourselves after last week. One thing you're looking for, uh, Paul? Um, a, a reaction from last week, really. You, you always want to play well, don't you, against against sides like Wigan and St. Helens and Leeds and... You know, Warrington as well. When they come to to Salford, these are the big the, the big sides out and the big names in the sport. And you know, we've got some big big players there. Wigan. I mean, you know, look at the strike players that they've got. And I also look at the, the guys who do the spade work as well. I mean, Liam Farrell for me, I think he's the best back row in the in the country. Uh, one of the best the best forwards in Super League. So his the amount of tries he scores for a back row is unbelievable. So they've got guys like that as well who can can weigh you down. So so yeah, I'm looking for a, a contest and in, in us to. to to play well and then the result will look after itself but you know we proved you know in, in the month of May with that game at Wigan and that performance at St. Helens and the two wins you know that the, that band of four games that we can perform to a high level so I'm just hoping last last Sunday okay I was a bit of a blip and we can uh, we can give the supporters something to cheer about on a Friday night I'm looking for game management me I just want I just want us to con- try and control the game and squeeze them and obviously the pressure will build, but you know, like I say, it's one of them. Paul Rowley talked about consistency and, and trying to find a reason why we can't seem to be uh, consistent. And I think it's a big part of it. I think game management, Parky, if you can if you control the game 
uh, then you're in you're in half a chance of winning a match. Yeah, but it's all about that arm wrestle up front, isn't it? Mm. You've got to earn the right to control the game. Uh, you've got to get your hands on the ball. Uh, and if you're on the backwards foot all the time defending, because, you know, your forwards are getting knocked about, that can't happen, no matter how good your back line is or anything else. So it, it is going to be key. And I know them, them forwards will be battered and bruised and probably won't be feeling too great about themselves. Um, and that that's going to be a tough test. That's why we could have done without Wigan this week, I think. <laughs> uh, possibly someone with a, you know, a, not an easy, they, there aren't easy games, but, you know, some a bit, might have had a bit of a lesser pack of forwards to, to go at us. But, but it is what it is. And it's our challenge now. And, uh, I think just going off what Paul was saying, I think he mentioned Lee Farrell, a player who is in outstanding form. He's been, I mean, he's been a great player for years, always underrated in my eyes. Um, and I, I don't know if I've heard this right, um, but I, I'm led to believe that Liam Farrell scored the most tries against Salford in Super League. <laughs> right. All players played against us, Liam Farrell scored the most tries against us. And that could, I, I could imagine that to be true because he seems to score every time he plays against us. Mm. Um, and he does score a lot of tries, doesn't he, for a, for a back rower? So, because uh, he's got to turn a pace for a big, for a biggish lad. So, he, he's one to watch. So, if that happens, you know, you've, you've heard it here. But, um, no, I just, like you say, I just want to see a performance from us. I want to see our lads stick it in and give themselves a bit of credit and, you know, get, get a bit of pride back because last week was was not good enough. And if you can put in a performance against Wigan, then you can do it against most teams. That smells like us busted down the middle park here and him on the shoulder to go yeah. over. Yeah. That's what that smells like. So, Paul, web prediction, score prediction? Um, I've not really looked at the weather, to be honest with you, mate. I think oh. it's looking looking a bit warmer towards the end of the week, isn't it? Um, but, but I don't know. I'm not, Shall I'm not I do your job? <laughs> yeah, go on. I, I, well, I only go on my phone anyway. Uh, my iPhone, look at the five-day forecast. Go on, have a look. Have a look. Sonny. Well, 21. So what does what that? Big coat, small coat, no coat at all. Well, I'll be coming straight from work, no doubt. So I'll have to take... Um, change, change it. Yeah, well, no, I'll have to change the clothes with me and take my steel toe caps off. But uh, <laughs> I'll get some gear in the van just in case. But no... I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we say it all the time, don't we? I think Friday nights, uh, especially the AJ Bell, I think they've grown on us, haven't we? And uh, we've seen some good nights recently. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it. You know, I like my Sunday afternoon games. I really do. But I think it kicks off the weekend well, doesn't it, sometimes with the Friday night. It keeps the missus happy as well because then you've got a Saturday Sunday to spend with her and the kids. So it uh, gets it out of the way, doesn't it? So uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Friday night. I think it'll be a good game. She'll love Caddy's head on Sunday. We'll see. We'll see. I suppose we go to Swinton and watch Swinton and Hornets on Sunday, but oh. that's a tea time game, so I might even be able to get both in. Playing oh, guard, right? Yeah, double header on Sunday, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> What's your score prediction? 18 14 to Salford. 18 14. Is there a story behind that? Um, not really, no. I, I can't see it coming true, but that, <laughs> okay. I'm just going with my heart, really, than my head. Uh, I've just I can't see there being loads of points in it because I know Wigan's got a really good defence, haven't they? And uh, mind you, say that when we played them a couple of weeks ago, it was thirty points to twenty-four, wasn't it? So I contradicted myself there, really. But no, 
I'll say Joe Burgess tried because he's been in really good form. And I thought, to be honest with you, I thought out of the game at Old Kingston Road, was he, he was a player that came out of it with a bit of credit because he, he, him and Dion Cross, I think, did loads of tackling, loads of work and that, and they didn't let us down. So I'd like to see Budgie get another try. Parker, big coat, small coat, or no coat at all? Uh, and what's your prediction? Uh, I'll probably put a jacket on of some sort. I think I think if it is that, that temperature, it'd be quite nice. Um, I, I've just... I, I've got this horrible feeling that the weather we're having at the moment is going to absolutely bounce down. So um, I think it'll be a, a low-scoring game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this in the bookies, and I certainly won't be doing it on my prediction league. Ah. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say 19-12 to Salfie. 19-12 story. Yeah. I've not really thought of one. I just know Sneed will get the drop goal. Okay. Just another game near the end. Mm. So they don't call me the optimist for nothing. They? So I'm thinking. I don't know where you two are, are so nervous about about Friday. <laughs> Second game after the Challenge Cup final, we're going to shot mentally. So I'm going to go Salford thirty, Wigan ten, and we're going to go uh, Dion Cross hat trick. Do the same game we said with Lampol Carby forty point. <laughs> <laughs> so if if, if Ken Seal and, and and Dion Cross hadn't cocked it up, we probably would have. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the end of this week's uh, podcast uh, parking of a great show yeah yeah brilliant shame again we're on the back of a you know poor result and uh, you know to anyone listening I don't want you know I don't want to sound too negative but if you did go on Sunday you'd understand why I do feel the way I feel <laughs> um, but yeah no great great show lovely chatting again and, and hopefully this time next week you know, we'll have big smiles on our faces looking forward. Up and down like a roller coaster. And that's the, the way uh, the world being a sofa fan. Uh, Paul, another great show too. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, we always try and keep a big smile on our faces, don't we? I think we daft as brushes us three, aren't we? But yeah, great show. We really enjoyed speaking to you two guys and uh, look forward to seeing you on Friday. Yeah, big fact tunes this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Abra Parkson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon.